everyone. This is Rohan, the president of Stress-Free Teens. Thank you for listening to the Paper Plane podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Today, we have a super, super special guest whose name is Miko Fogarty, and I'll let her introduce a little bit more about herself. So, Miko, do you want to talk a little bit about who you are and what you've been up to recently? Sure. Thank you so much for having me on, first of all. Um, so yeah, my name is Miko Fogarty. And I was, I am a former professional ballet dancer and currently a researcher at UCSF researching brain tumor therapies. Um, yeah, that's basically me in a nutshell. <laughs> I can go more in, more in depth a little bit later, but that's me. Yes. So like you mentioned, you were a professional dancer for a long time. Can you talk a little bit about your experience as a professional dancer and relation to like mental health and stress? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, as you mentioned, I I was a professional ballet dancer and I pursued ballet for 15 years from the time I was about three or four years old to the time I was 18. And, and it, with it, it did come with a lot of stress and pressure, especially when I was competing in ballet competitions and I would rehearse for months and months and months. And then I had my, whatever, like two minutes on stage to show off all that work. It was a lot of pressure. Um, So I definitely had to learn from a young age how to manage that and how to not, um, what's the word? Like how to not get too overwhelmed and too stressed in those moments and how to handle the pressure of that is something I learned from quite a young age. And yeah, it's, it's, it was definitely a lot of work and a lot of perseverance to be a dancer. And, um, and I learned a lot from all of those experiences for sure. Do you think that like being in the dance industry or like being a professional dancer has any like unique types of like stress and anxiety that like people in that industry have compared to other careers and like your personal experience with those yeah well first of all I I think everybody deals with stress differently so something that maybe one dancer feels is different for other dancers so I think it honestly just depends all on the person and how they handle stress um but I think it's it can be similar to like performing can be similar to taking an exam where you've you know studied and prepared and you hope that it goes well, but you just never know until you take that exam or you perform. So I think it's similar to that a little bit, or maybe if you're like a surgeon, it's similar to performing a hard surgery where you hope you have like prepared enough to perform well. So I think it has similarities, but in terms of the type of stress, I really think it depends on the person. For example, for me, I actually almost performed better when I was more nervous. That's just how I was as a dancer. And that's something I realized a little bit later on in my dance career where I realized that I, when I was actually a little bit more nervous, I was more focused, I think, and it actually helped me perform better on stage but it's not like that for everybody. Some people, when they're more nervous, they actually fumble a lot on stage or they're just not themselves on stage. So again, I, I would just say it's very, it 
depends. It, it depends on the person. Are there any like specific moments you remember from your career that like stand out to you as where you were truly like nervous or were really hard points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the most nervous I have been in my dance career was uh, right before I competed in the Moscow International Ballet Competition in Russia. I had prepared for that competition for like so many years. It was years that I prepared for that competition and it was something I had been working up towards from for, yeah, for many years. And so when the time came that I was flying to Moscow and preparing, I was just so nervous for about two months <laughs> where I just that, that like knot in my stomach of being so nervous just did not leave. It was just there for two months. And, um, but it was almost intentional because as I said earlier, I knew that I performed better when I was nervous. And leading up to that competition, a lot of the other big competitions I had done, I had done well up until the final round. And in the final round, something in me had relaxed. I wasn't as nervous and I had always made a mistake on stage. So when it came to Moscow, I told myself that I had to stay focused and I had to almost stay nervous. And um, until the very last moment, and so it was a little bit intentional that I was very, very nervous and a little and stressed as well. But but it worked out because I was able to keep myself focused and I did dance well in that competition um, up, up until the last moment, which I was very proud of myself um, because that was like the only one and like very rare for me to dance well because it was eight performances that we had to perform for this competition and all of them I danced like to, to the best of my ability. So I was very happy with myself and the cherry on top was definitely when I won the gold medal in that competition. I can't even so, remember, like the relief you felt like you do that and then <laughs> do all that and like win gold and like just the relief and the happiness. That's, I think that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely a relief, but it almost actually took at least a week or so for that nervousness to like die down because I had kept myself so nervous for like two months. And then it did take time for me to relax again after that. So that's, that was probably the most nervous I have been um, in my almost I think in my life actually was that. Um, <clears throat> but I've, I had low points as well in my ballet career where I had felt burnout and injuries are always so difficult for dancers to deal with. I was going to ask if there are like any like really low points like injuries things like that that how or how did you like move from that because I know it's hard to <laughs> get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. As a dancer, I mean, you dance every day, you have to train every day. So when you get an injury, it's just such a, such a slap in the face, almost you're like, Oh, my gosh, what do I do with my life? Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I was about 15 or 16, I think 16, I fractured my second metatarsal in my right foot. And so I had to take a few months off. And that was definitely a hard, like a very low point for me because I like did not know what to do. And I was a little bit, I was like depressed and, but it was also 
a moment where I started learning more about my injury and learning more about preventing injuries. And that's, that was kind of where my fascination with health and medicine actually started was that injury. And so it was hard at the time, but it kind of led me to where I am now and kind of helped me take a step away from the ballet world just for a moment to kind of be able to see other options that were out there. So it was a blessing in disguise for sure. But yeah, it was, I guess how I got through that point, that low point was, um, at least this is more kind of advice for dancers, but I kept up with cross training where I trained in other ways, the ways that I could train at to kind of satisfy that urge to like exercise and keep moving. And so I did Pilates and swimming to help, um, to help keep me moving. And that definitely helped with my mental health for sure. That's good. Um, I think we kind of, you mentioned that at the beginning, but um, obviously the first part of major part of your life was being in this dance industry, being a professional dancer. Yeah. But now, of course you are in the STEM field, which some might think like very interesting jumping from dance to STEM. So do you want, can you talk a little bit about like how you made the decision to move on from your professional dance career into going to Berkeley for STEM and now your research and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So when I was in my ballet company, I was starting to have doubts about the ball like being in ballet as a career. I realized that I was not gaining the joy that I wanted from performing on stage. And when I was a teenager, I thought that was because I was competing all the time. And so that was the reason, all that pressure was the reason why I wasn't enjoying my time on stage. But when I joined my ballet company, the Birmingham Royal Ballet in England, I was not competing, I was just performing, but I was still not feeling like that satisfaction and joy that I was hoping to feel on stage. And so that is when I started exploring other careers. Um, and it brought me back to the time when I was injured and I had kind of started looking into uh, like preventative medicine and um, and just how our, how our like muscles and bones and tendons work together. I just like, that was so cool to me. And so that kind of started my journey into science and medicine. And, and that's when I started looking into how you can even become, you know, a physician or a scientist or something in the health field. I had no idea how to even start, <laughs> but I started doing more research into that. And I realized you have to go to college and then some sort of professional school after that. And then I, I actually started at community college at first because I, um, I was not ready to go straight into Berkeley. I had, I, I had done online school for both middle and high school to be able to accommodate my training for ballet. And I was just not prepared for like a big college right away, right after my dance career. So um, I was very thankful that I did go the community college route, which is actually very good in California. Um, I definitely recommend community college for students like me. And I, so I did my first two years at community college and then I realized how to study. I realized how to get back into academics. I realized I did love studying. I did love science and thankfully, 
And then I transferred after two years into Berkeley as an integrative biology major and was there for two, mo two more years. And then I graduated this past May. And yeah, it's just been a, such a cool journey and science is amazing. And so I wanna continue. And that's why I'm researching right now at UCSF. So that's kind of a little bit about my journey into science. <laughs> and uh, you kind of touched on it, like you went to community college first because obviously like going from online school for so many years, it's, yeah. it would be very hard to jump into like one of the biggest like universities or yeah. colleges in California. For sure. Um, even through that transition, like, did you have, were there any like struggles or parts where you remember where it was like hard to get back into the swing of things or like, or maybe even like you felt like it was a bad decision to leave ballet possibly? Yeah. So actually when I was just about to start my freshman year at my community college, I was so nervous. I was, I hadn't, I was, gonna take just general chemistry and calculus and and um, and a few other classes. And I did not know if I was ready. I didn't even know what to put in my backpack for the first day. Cause I, you know, I had just not gone to school in forever since sixth grade. Sixth grade was the last time I had actually been in like a classroom. And so I had watched all these YouTube videos of <laughs> bringing in my backpack to school or what I bring in my backpack to college videos <laughs> or a day in the life of me at UC Berkeley or just like stuff like that I, I love watching those on YouTube just so I can get a sense of what to bring <laughs> um, I don't know even just little things like that 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 I I thought about and um but actually when I did start school the like in freshman year um by the end of my first week I realized that I I like loved it. It was my, I just, it, I just felt like I was doing the right thing for me. And I knew from that point on that I would have no regrets leaving ballet as a career. And since then I have had no regrets leaving ballet as a career. And then just one other thing is when I took anatomy, um, that was such a fun class to take for me after being a dancer for so long. I, as a dancer, you, you learn about, you learn, I don't know how to say this, you, you get to know your body really well and how it moves. And as a dancer, you're constantly learning more about your body and how it moves. But I finally, when I took anatomy, I was able to finally learn all the names of the bones and the muscles. And that was just so cool for me. So I, I don't know, I think it helped being a dance, helped having been a dancer to know the functions of the muscles that we were learning about because those muscles are the ones that got sore when I did body. <laughs> <laughs> <So>, yeah. <laughs> um, you talked a little bit about like dance specifically towards the beginning, but do you have any like tips for dancers specifically or like people that are like me, for example, who are interested in going into STEM medicine, things like that? And it doesn't necessarily have to be like mental health tips, just like tips in general for people or advice for people to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot that I can say about mental health, but. I feel free to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like going through the list of things I can, I can say here. Um, I guess. Okay. I think I'll go with this one. I guess do things for yourself. And 
I know, I think this is a little bit cliche, but it's, it, it's true according to like my experiences is don't worry too much about what other people want you to do with your life. I think that's what I was doing with ballet is like, I was so pressured and pushed for so long to keep doing ballet, even though it was, especially towards the last few years, it was not exactly what I wanted to do, but I kept doing it because, I don't know, I felt pressure from other people to do it. But again, it's always, it's your life. And so you take control of your life. If you want to do something else, go for it. Life is not like super long. And so, um, I mean, it, it can be long, but, <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, you want to, at the end of your life, you want to look back thinking that you went for the things you wanted to go for, not the things that other people wanted you to do. Mm -hmm. So that's something I would say. And yeah, so don't worry about what other people think. I mean, of course, uh, or like, don't worry about what other people want you to do, like do what you want to do. And, um, and definitely prioritize your mental health for sure. Because if your mental health is not, if, if you're not healthy that way, it's, it can affect so many portions of your life. And um, it's definitely stig stigmatized a little bit. So definitely, if you can open up and talk about it with a friend or a close family member, definitely open up. I think talking about it will help for sure. So I'll leave it at that. I can say more, but <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you so much for yeah. joining me today. Um, I know this is like the second time we've done this, but thank you for again going through everything. Um, do you have? Do you want to pro promote your socials for people to follow you? Sure. Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, my Instagram is at Miko Fogarty, just my name, and. I guess I have a YouTube, but that is just my dancing videos from the past, but that's just me go for ready too. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think I'm mainly active on my Instagram. So that's the place you can find me. Yes. And yeah. also if you're listening to this and you don't follow stress-free teens, make sure you follow it on Instagram. It's just at stress-free teen without the s at the end so again thank you everyone so much for listening make sure you follow us and miko and tune in next time thank you, thank you.